all right, we've actually got a charger for my laptop. We've had like eight takes to get this opening done. So let's get it started. Welcome back for another episode of Back in Session. My name's Demetri Sebastian. Hey guys, it's Wes Kendall. Let's kick this off. All right, my man, what are we talking about today? All right, guys. Well, today we're talking about gym partners and uh, you know how to make those work successfully. So I think we should cover not just gym partners, but partners in general, because yes. whereas real life gets in the way of our gym time a lot of time, but I think those partners are usually not only our friends, but they're also our business partners. And I actually like to kick this off right from the beginning. Like, What, what do you mean by a partner when you're thinking of that? Well, I like to think back to, you know, caveman era and you know the the monkeys and primates and our physiology and well like what actually makes a partner useful in that environment and that's that's the key word is useful right there it's like if you look back at it people or men specifically aren't they aren't together just to hang out and chit chat they all have at least something that they so can provide. So if you're not standing behind me picking fleas out of my butt hair, you're not useful to me. Exactly. That's that is a usefulness. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you think about it, do you ever hang out with someone just to hang out, or it's like, hey, we're gonna hang out to play Call of Duty? Oh, or, I'm a terrible example for you know, this. I have like I have so many friends that I'm just like, hey, I hang out with them mostly because. The, the, there's no benefit to me, but I've actually we've talked about this before. Um, what my, what ev- not everyone might know is that for you and I, I'm not only your you know we're a partner in this, but I'm also a client of yours. Right. And frankly, I'm a much worse client than I feel like I am a partner because you know I let you down constantly as a client. I don't think I haven't done an ab exercise in the last <laughs> three weeks. And uh, you're only letting yourself I, down. I, I've <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot those leg exercises on accident. That's my fault. <laughs> But I think that it comes to uh, constructiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, are you building each other up? And sometimes actually building others up that. can be a benefit on its own. But I think we're going to go ahead and stick to the, the actual useful relationships. Because right. for me, like a partnership, you have there has to be some kind of, you know, equality. True. There has to be, you know, what are we doing? How are we going to do it? And uh, we, we kind of had this term where we said made, not created. Mm-hmm. Like, how often have you actually ran into somebody and just been like, boom, this is my bro chacho and we're gonna do it forever maybe in high school a couple of times maybe early college but when we're talking long-term sustainable building where you actually grow as a person i think that it takes a lot of compromise right and a lot of you know understanding i would say a good example for us is you know we were talking about this podcast and we said hey you said i want to do it but i don't have any time for it right and i just said cool let's do it And, you know, we had to kind of go through like, okay, what are we buying for the microphones? Um, I had to learn how to actually record something. Right. And uh, as as more people than I care to admit know, we've been having an absolute disaster trying to get photos (laughs) taken for, you know, our cover art. Oh, my God. It's a struggle for sure. We've had to compromise a lot just as far as like schedules go. Right. Like, you know, I have a fair amount of flexibility, but you have clients that you have to be there at that time. If they decide to cancel, bad on one side, good on another for us. True. But I think that we've had to put in a fair amount of work and agreed on things we've said and thankfully we have a temperament where we're sort of laissez-faire about it and we're saying okay this is what we need to do but it's okay if it doesn't work out right yeah that's true and i mean that's part of it no one can be like so sold on one absolute where it has to be one way if you want to have a successful partnership you know it's like it has to be mutually it could i mean all partnerships are skewed to some degree, but it has to be mutually uh, beneficial 
in the long run or else it's not going to be sustainable. Exactly. And I think uh, this is actually a solid segue for us to talk about. So I think we all know the situation where someone wants a gym partner and right. they, uh, they say they've never been to the gym or maybe they want a business partner. They don't know how to do anything and they they find someone who they know Mm -hmm. who is much better or has already had success in this right and uh they say cool i want what you have let's be partners they're not looking for a mentor which maybe they should be doing but they're looking for a partner i think have you ever had someone kind of join you to work out as a partner and you know you're pushing two you know two to four plates right. and they're they just keep, they, you have to keep stripping weight every single time yeah absolutely i mean i think most people end up on either side of that equation you know where they're the newer person where someone takes them under their wing not necessarily like you know i'm gonna be your trainer but you know it's someone who's been slinging weights for a little while and is gonna show you the ropes like i think that that i prefer that honestly you know i like taking someone under my wing and training them up in the gym because then I get to selfishly focus on my goals a little bit more, to be honest, because it's like they don't really know what they're doing 100%, nor do they care. They're just like, I want to get in shape or I want to make, you know, look good. And it's like, okay, well, if you do this, that's definitely going to happen, but you're also going to, you know, start developing your last delts and outer quads for aesthetics, which is what I want to work on, you know? So you're able to push them around into what you want. Yeah, but it's like it is a win-win, though, because Mm -hmm. they are getting the exposure and they're also getting someone to push them outside of their comfort zone and where they're used to. Now, what I'm getting is someone to provide help spotting and someone to keep me accountable. You know, so it's like we're offering each other different things. All right, wait, things. wait, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hot take here okay. because I'm on the exact opposite side. Okay. I cannot work out with somebody who doesn't have as much, at least in similar level of experience or strength. Yeah. I just don't have the time for it personally. Okay. And also, I don't know if you've, okay, we've. You know, you're sitting there, you're doing your pause bench. Yeah. You're going to have that weight on your chest for one, two, three seconds, perhaps. Right. And they're just not quite understanding. And suddenly they rip it off your chest. You need, I will lose my goddamn <laughs> mind. Right. And it's maybe that's a communication error on my part, this, that, and the other. But for me, um, it's always great to work with someone and build them up. I mm-hmm. always try to provide advice when, you know, it's actually desired yeah. from someone else. But man, I got a busy day. I've got one to two hours to get this workout right. done and I do not have time for you. And uh, that's, I think that, you know, when we work out together, those mm-hmm. are actually my fastest workouts because I'm finally like not texting the whole time. <laughs> that's but, funny. Uh, but yeah, if you, if it's, it's almost like you spend this time explaining it and right. it's like, okay, cool. Um, if I was your trainer or maybe like more of a mentor situation where like right. you're coming to me periodically, I'd be able to deal with this. But what I'm looking for is a partner. Right. I'm looking for someone to have my six. Yeah, and we're gonna no, move gotcha. forward together. And if uh, you know, if I can't count on you to be there, <laughs> if you're not showing up every single time, if you got excuses, you're gonna text me occasionally. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna make it. You're you're dead to me. Right, it's over. Okay, so you're taking this more of like life or death. This is we're going to war type situation. I, I mean, I try to. No, uh, that's the right attitude I, to have. <laughs> I do it not only with the gym. I feel that uh, it's also with you know business stuff. I won't right. recommend a friend to mm-hmm. go to work at a company that I'm at. Because my name will be tacked onto them. If I don't think that they're not going to do a good job, I will not recommend them. Same thing with you. Right. The only reason that I did this with you is because uh, 
frequently in my life people say you just start a podcast you talk too much i'm like yeah hell yeah brother and i never <laughs> did and you said that you wanted to start one yeah. and i'm like yeah this is a guy who i trust i know yeah. that he can get things done mm-hmm. and uh if i'm gonna take this sleep i'm gonna do it with this guy well, and i think you. that's paid off i appreciate that you know, bro. just a little bit of bromance <laughs> it's like you can't see it before hugging but i think that that's what people forget about gym partners right. is a partner doesn't always start out as a friend true sometimes your friends are going to be the worst possible partners i think you mentioned at the beginning yeah about the uh, like playing call of duty but yeah dude i got buddies who all i do is play video games talk shit right and i love them to death yeah i just don't expect a lot from them as far as building up my goals well weren't we talking about this on one of the other ones you're like maybe i need to evaluate you know who i share my time with like i feel mm-hmm. like one thing that's helped me, I'm not telling you to break up with your friends. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm I think ideally, up with all of you hot. <laughs> ideally, a, a good friend should not only, you know, be someone that you, you know, love to death and want to hang out with, but also someone that is useful. Yeah, we have you talked know, like about you push, that. Push each other in some way. Yeah, and I've been, uh, I've done absolutely nothing to achieve that goal. I'll tell you that much right now. But, you know, yeah, you're right. And uh, I think that I'm, uh, I've worked on compartmentalizing, you know? Yeah. Like you decide, okay, we're going to keep these friends over here. These are my fun friends. Mm-hmm. I can trust them. I know, like, you know, I could leave my kids with them if I had them. Right. Well, but, that's you know, usefulness right there. Right. Oh, there we go. Hey, well, there we you go. Guys, you, guys have been, you guys are back <laughs> on track. What's up? Guys? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you're right. Who do you surround yourself with? Um, you've, you work at the gym mm-hmm. and you're surrounded by people who have a like-minded goal set as far as at least fitness goes. Right. And you guys are all client-based. So how do you make more money? You get more clients. You make the business more successful. Do you feel that that's created partnerships with them outside of work that you guys can kind of, you know, toss each other things and try and help each other out? Or is it kind of stay at work? With the clients or with the uh, other with trainers? The, I would say with the other trainers. With a, a minority of them, yes. I would say mm-hmm. like Danny uh, and Denzel, we're pretty close. Like we'll hang out outside of work and, yeah. you know, come to each other for help. Like, hey, can you help me, you know, w- move this bed? Or like, you know, hey, do you have an extra charger or something like that, you know? And then same thing with one or two guys out in Avondale. But I'd say for the most part, it's more of an acquaintance relationship. Well, would you say that maybe <clears throat> at least you guys have a, uh, you'll, do you hold each other accountable? I guess if you, oh, if you, yeah. if it's, if you guys were slipping, Yes. And you saw a problem, would you say like, hey, Denzel, you know, what what the hell are you doing? I kind of noticed that you're slacking on it. And I know that this isn't what you're about. Absolutely. Like, that's one thing that I've noticed. You know, it's actually pretty similar to how the military, it's like, hey, you show up without your haircut, someone's going to get on you like that. You know, it's like <laughs> people, they care for the uh, reputation. So they definitely make sure that everyone is setting the standard. Uh, not for the company, but more for like themselves. It's like yeah. they want, they know that you should be acting like that and they expect that of everyone. And it's like they, they watch that for you because they know it's the best. It's kind of hard, man. Right. Yeah. Have you, it's especially when you're working out with like a, a friend and yeah. you know what their goals are, you know what mm-hmm. they want. And if they're not trying to achieve those goals, yeah. it kind of pisses you off a little bit. It's like, hey, look, like I know what you want to do and I'm yeah. trying to hold you accountable. But I also, I'm not your mother, right. and I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I want you to like me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing that, you know, when you have a partnership, you have to be kind of willing to step on some toes. Right. It's like, you know, I've been I've been texting you on and off for about two <laughs> weeks about these photos. And it's like, yeah. you're like, I'm sorry, I have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, because I know I can trust that you're not going to think that I'm right. trying to rain on your parade. Because I want to get it done, too. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that comes back to the, uh, the experience levels. Mm-hmm. It's... 
you know, I've had some really, you know, great partnerships at the gym and stuff where, you know, I, if I told them, you know, yeah, no, I'm kind of sore from, la- uh, you know, the last leg day, I don't really want to do this. And they're just going to, they're, they're, you know, they're going to call me a pussy to my face. <laughs> like, all right, bye. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the hell? You were supposed to say that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I usually end up going because I, and that's You're what like, I want. Well, that's what I want. I don't Long-term. want you to be friendly yeah. with me. I want you to hold me accountable. That's and, true. Uh, and maybe a lot of it is internal accountability. I think having a partner is an excellent way to, you know, say, if I don't do this, they're going to be upset with me. Right. And it's just putting that intention out there. You're like letting your circle know that this is something that you want to do and accomplish, hoping that they will back you up in that. Yeah. yeah. And I actually want to, there's a, there's two sides to that though. Yeah. So letting a couple of people know this is my goal, yeah. especially people that you uh, you respect their opinion mm-hmm. is really good, but there's studies done not going to pull up these studies but they basically it shows that you know if you tell someone hey i am going to lose 10 pounds for spring break and you just keep telling people that it actually gives you a dopamine hit every single time you tell somebody and Mm. uh it actually starts to make it so that you it like feels like you got it a little bit it's almost like you achieved it because you keep telling people you're going to achieve it so there's sort of a and that's the thing that people do on social media if they announce they're like i'm going to lose weight on instagram and they get like a hundred you know likes whatever i don't know what a a lot of likes is i don't get a lot of likes the uh the they start feeling like yeah i feel pretty damn good i'm i'm doing great whereas they have actually done nothing that's that's an crazy observation and i can't believe i see that all the time you know exactly yeah they, it's a confirmation bias like yeah i'm doing great why how, how what do you mean i'm not doing great everyone liked mm-hmm. this I, I told everyone i'm doing it so it's almost like you don't want to tell everybody especially other people mm-hmm. who are maybe at your same level of you know if you're fat right don't tell your other fat friends you're gonna lose weight because they're just gonna like yeah hell yeah brother hell yeah sister let's do this Woo! or they'll try and hold you back or they might i yeah. mean hopefully not they're not a very good friend if they are but it's uh you want to tell people who I, I it sounds bad but you almost want to tell the people who you're gonna say hey i'm gonna lose weight and they're like okay yeah um i'll be happy when you do it yeah it's like well let's see something motherfucker yeah exactly it's like yeah. if you're if, if you're not gonna actually do it i don't really care right and it's kind of like it's kind of a bummer sometimes especially when you have those people and uh a lot of people you know they call me an asshole because that's how i am right um you know they're like uh, you know what i uh, i think i'm gonna ask for that promotion it's like okay well did you submit for it yet <laughs> well, no, I haven't gone around to it. It's like, okay, then don't talk to me. Right. I just, I don't have time to talk about this if it's not actually a goal of yours. Are you one of those people that it's like, if someone says, no, I bet you couldn't do that or you, you can't, you know, do that Oh, man, lift. I get so pissed yeah. off. That's, like, that pr- fucking... that's the reason I'm an officer, okay. man. I, like, I walked into the... Uh, <laughs> the rotc building and mm-hmm. uh mr garn mm-hmm. he uh, he told me the army does not want you the army does not need you is this chief garn like in our unit <sighs> he was a, no 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 this isn't our unit oh, okay. this is uh this is uh an old major he was retired he worked at okay. the university of arizona mm-hmm. and uh yeah he said army doesn't want you the army doesn't need you wow and uh, i harsh. was pissed <laughs> and uh i found out you could get into the rotc class without mm-hmm. approval which i don't know if that's how it's supposed to be or not but i signed up for the class i showed up and they were literally like what the fuck is this guy doing here yeah and uh i I, it took me like a you know year and a half to actually get contract but i was there on my own accord without being invited or being you know wanted there right and it took me a while but you know eventually like you know that guy mr garn me and him were on great terms by the end of it nice and i respect the shit out of that guy because he told me i wasn't shit because i wasn't yeah but that got a fire lit under my ass and i was like oh you were you're gonna be wrong says <laughs> every single person yeah. who tells me i can't do something that's the best way to get me to do it is right. just to tell me i cannot do it right and uh like, that's, right. that's my personality 
personality. That doesn't work for you. Some people you're saying mm-hmm. like, hey, you're a fat loser. You suck. For me, that's going to get me out and running. For someone else, they're like, yeah, you're right. And they're going to curl up and die at home. Mm-hmm. Different strokes, different folks, different sized hammers. Um, yeah. What about you? Are you are you more of a positive reinforcement or are you, uh, you like get a kick in the head? Uh, I think it depends on who's saying it. You know, if it's like someone that I, I uh, don't respect, I'm going to be like, bro, I'm about to show you, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it's like someone I do respect and they're like, hey, I don't know, like – you know, like you're not gonna make it to the NBA, bro. I'm sorry, you're only like you know five eight. Well, you that's know? almost that's like too reasonable. That's like too <laughs> reasonable. Like if someone tells you you're not gonna make it to the NBA, like they're they're probably trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're saying like if your if your dad was to say like you're a fucking turd, like you suck, you'd probably be like it wouldn't it wouldn't light a fire in your ass. You'd just be like no, it probably would. I guess I my I don't think he's ever tried to overly do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my parents love me. I can't relate. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like everyone's parents, you know, did the best that they could, but they're only human, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think it would. Like, I can't think of. He was very like, you could do whatever you want, you know, but do what I want you to do. <laughs> he was one of those dads, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, my parents were like the, you can do whatever you want. Period. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And then, like, I got no other like I think I uh, graduated from college my dad was like wow I didn't expect this from you and I was like what the fuck dad like, wow <laughs> like okay I was like, yeah. he's like well he's like dude you had like a 2-7 in high school we barely showed up I'm like okay that's yeah, that's, that's fair. fair that's, that's fair, fair. alright <laughs> yeah no I feel that well I guess that kind of so I mean so what does drive you so for me I always tell people it's like it's hate it's yeah. a yeah, it's, for me it's a it's a very I come from a very negative place unfortunately with my drive mm-hmm. it's always you know the, someone told me I couldn't do this right. or uh you know, I'm trying to beat the man in the mirror every single day. Like that's, you know, when I go to the gym, the best workouts I have are when I'm like, you know, when like the, the, the sunken place, <laughs> that's uh, those are my yeah. best workouts. My worst are like when I'm happy, like first time I get into like when I start a relationship mm-hmm. or like if I get a new job or I'm like fucking making some great improvements, I always start slacking then, which shows a distinct problem with my drive. Right. But, um, what about you? Well, I mean, I think you're, you have to kind of harness your, your dark side a little bit if you want to really be intense about your goals and passionate about it, you know? So it's like, I think it should have a positive beneficial intention, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your motivation and drive, but you could definitely use that like anger, resentment, whatever you have, you know, at your disposal to stay, you know, focused. I think, do you think that as a gym partner, you have to have a similar drive? I think we all can agree that goals have to be somewhat similar at minimum, Mm -hmm. but do you think that your drive has to be the same? Well, you're never going to be, you know, completely on the same, you know, energy level. But I think you should at least if, you know, be able to have fun while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like one person is having fun, they're like, "Woo, I'm pumped. Woo, let's get it. Ric Flair, (laughs) you know, and then the other partner's like, I hate being here. I'm so tired. Those are the worst. Then it's like that's not going to last. That's not sustainable. But if, you know, one partner can show up and be all Ric Flair woo motivated and then the other partner can match that level, you know, Mm -hmm. at some point and like get, you know, their frequency up and their uh, energy in the gym, then I think that that can still work. And that you'll you'll trade like back and forth on that to some degree. I always hate to bring up the... the army on stuff just because yeah. i think it makes us nerds but uh like ruck marches <laughs> yeah are my my example for how drive does not matter as long as the goal and the uh accountability is there because right. for me at the gym i don't complain about going to the gym yeah if you get me with 45 pounds on my back and tell me we're walking eight to 12 miles 
I am having a bad time. Oh, yeah. And I, you are not going to hear a positive word from me mm-hmm. for probably the next 12 hours. Right. And but but you will never see me stop walking. So that's uh, one of those big things. So there's some people who are happy the whole time mm-hmm. and you know that's great. And I actually like those people. Yeah. I'm not that person. I'll be near the happy and guy just because he makes me feel a little bit better about being there. But if you ask me, like, oh, how's it going? Like, oh, I wish I was dead. How are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, I think that's a point of like, you know, but and some people would hate that. Like, oh, you're just being a mopey pants. Like, yeah, I'm being a freaking mopey pants. My back hurts mm-hmm. and my feet hurt. So I'm, but I'm doing it. Right. And uh, we have the same goal. And I think it usually takes one or two times doing it. And then finally, it's like, yeah, he's in a shit mood, but he's he's a trooper. He's going to get through it. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, if you, I think if they show up and show that they're willing to put in work, that's mm-hmm. enough. I think it's a little harder with like the gym. Yeah. Because even if they, you know, they show up and they put out yeah. and they're bitching, if it's just like two of you. Yeah. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, I, I get it. You don't want to be here. Right. But with you know rucking you're like you're in your own mind you're walking yeah so that's uh that's more a of a mental bit of, it's, it's a different it's a different thing i think for i think for business stuff yeah for um you know education business if you have a partnership there if you have a study buddy if you have someone that you're trying to do work with mm-hmm. you it's the negativity is never gonna work right oh my god because i mean we've talked about it before i I feel a certain amount of like, you know, imposter syndrome, just doing this right. in general. So if you were also like, yeah, man, I don't think we should, I don't even know if we should be doing this. Like I probably would have backed off of it, mm-hmm. but no, you're like, you know, dude, let's do this. Keep yeah. positive. Why not? So that's, right. that's really good for me. It's good for us. It gets way. me off the negativity. I mean, if I stuck around being a shithead about it, like we probably, probably wouldn't last, mm-hmm. but it's uh, I think that it depends, you know, on the situation actually. So, you know, speaking of goals, what what is your goal for this podcast? What do you think your your goal is? I think it's, we've been doing it for a little bit now. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, what is your goal right now? Well, I would say pretty much three three things on this one. I mean, one, get good at putting out content. I think that's an excellent goal for you know not just you know my business, but also as like a someone who's trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that we should all do because it's free. We can put out free content to anyone who's willing to listen. Yeah. Uh, another goal I would say is I think that it will help us both develop our skills and thought processes on all this stuff and come out the other side a more self-woke woke. Uh, person. You know, so I think that's also good. And then lastly, I think that another goal would be to become reputable in our fitness community. Yeah. That, that would be my last goal, you know, okay. so like be not just, you know, hey, a couple of my friends know about this podcast, but it would be like more of like a, if not a local, you know, you to podcast, a at least, a, you know, something that's known outside of my uh, network. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. What, what about you? Mine is much less noble. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's become one of those things where it's, uh, it's more about like self-actualization. Okay. I was always... I have a lot to say yeah. about a lot of things and I like learning things. I love discussion in general right. and it's, it's, this is one of those things where I'm just like, I just enjoy talking into the void. Okay. And uh, it's, that's why it's funny because, you know, I worry about like, well, is this actually going to mean anything? It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Because at the end of the day, like the reason I'm doing this is because I'm having great discussions. Mm-hmm. I'm learning about things that I didn't know about before and I, it's kind of like a journal at this point for me because, you know, some people write down what they're feeling. Some people blog. You know, I've decided that, you know, this is going to be my art form. This is going to be my way of putting something out into the air. Mm-hmm. And if it's accepted, awesome. If it's not, 
boo, but ultimately I'm having a good time doing it. Right. Yeah. Jordan Peterson says that like, you know, we have all these thought complex thoughts and, you know, directions and passions in our brain. And it's like, we can't really materialize them or, you know, synthesize them until we either write them out in something that you can see, or you say Mm -hmm. it to yourself and someone else, you know, because at that point you are like actually stringing them together in our brains. It's not, it doesn't work like a sentence. You know, we don't see, we don't, type things out like we do in a computer in our brains it's images and feelings yeah and memories mixed together so it's like not a logical stream so that's one thing that this podcast will do it will actually like allow us to organize our brains i'm down with that yeah well i think we share a similar like temperament on that kind of thing where it's like we're we're doing this almost for just the sake of doing it right and whatever the outcomes are are the outcomes and uh, to get back to the partnerships in both business and the gym. Do you think that people who, how how much do you think the temperament and personalities of people become a problem when you're working out together or when you're doing business together? Well, if if I'm a Leo and you're a Sagittarius, then, you know, I don't know if we're hundred percent compatible. Well, I'm an asparagus. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think some of us are pretty hot headed. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's some people who like, okay, so we have like our, you know, your hot-headed people, your right. calm people, you know, you have your happy people, your sad boys. You've mm-hmm. got, you, you know, we have like 18 million different ways that it can shrink. So do you think that those opposites can come together and make it work every single time? Or do you think that you're kind of going to have to put spades with spades? Does it have to be birds of a feather? Well, I think it depends. I mean, obviously nothing's absolute in that regard, but yeah, usually for the most part, for most people, you know, there's like a certain personality types that are really going to clash. But one thing I've seen is you can still get things done if you have to. In the military, they don't care what your personality type is. You're working with the person next to you no matter what. So it doesn't matter if you guys get along or not. You're kind of fucked. It's like, hey, you have to work with this person and you have to trust them with your life and that they're going to, you know, do their job competently or else you're going to die. And they have to trust you too. So after being in an environment like that, I feel like you learn how to let go of unnecessary beliefs where you can actually work with someone if you have to. I think that's what makes working in <laughs> working, working in real life and also in like relationship with friends after mm-hmm. you've been, you know, in the military of any sort because you have to put everything aside when you're in the military whereas in an office job you can hold people hold grudges for the dumbest shit right and with friends sometimes they'll you know you get thrown over the uh, under the bus for just completely meaningless bullshit like i don't even understand why you're lying to me right now or why you're doing this right um because you have a certain expectation that things should be a certain way so i think that's what kind of gets people to be a little bit ostracized after that because it doesn't matter about temperament. It doesn't matter about personality. We have a, an objective. We're going to go do it. Yes. Whereas with real life, sometimes I wonder, you know, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say I'm hot headed anymore. I've kind of grown out of that, mm-hmm. but I get really frustrated and right. I get quiet about things. So if I'm like not talking about something, that's typically me and so I'm upset about it. Right. And that just comes from growth as a human being. But it makes you kind of think like, okay, can someone who's one of those like just angry screamers work with one of those happy people? And I think my answer is yes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they can. I think sometimes those opposites do attract. Yeah. And it creates a situation where, you know, we can be constructive and do things because I understand how you work. But if you just drop those two people together, it might not work at all. I think what actually will affect a partnership more than 
being a shithead or angry or having personality conflicts is actually like the outside stuff, like the lifestyle changes. Yes. We all know that guy who in college were lifting heavy every single day, freaking lifting weights, slamming brews, and then suddenly he gets a girlfriend. <laughs> and we can't get him to and do he's shit. He's ghosted he's automatically. Done. It's over. Yep. And of course we hate this young lady even though it has nothing to do with her. Yeah. But do you how do you how do you overcome those changes in priorities? I well, first off, let me ask you a question on that. Do you think that it's necessary in a new relationship to break up with your gym partner for a little bit to make it work? Or do you think you could pull it off doing both? Okay, so if you asked me a few years back, I would say I would need a several week siesta to get established in my relationship. Mm -hmm. If you asked me now, I'd say absolutely not. Because if they're needing me that much, yeah. it's not going to work in the first place. I'm a completely different person than I was back then. I'm, I was very codependent. Right. I need this person to like me. I need to be available at all times. Frankly, I say no all the time these right. days. I spend 90% of my time saying no to mm-hmm. people I care about because I have my own priorities. Right. And I think that sets really good boundaries for me, both in the future and you know, with relationships moving forward. Right. No, I feel that. It's like self-respect almost, you know? Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's right. annoying. If you, if you want to be around me, I can't deal with that personally. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I get to the end of my day and I just want to be left alone. Right. Like my dream home when I'm married with kids is I have a study. Yeah. Only I'm know, allowed totally in there. That. This is my space. I want one of those. Leave me alone. If the house catches on fire, let me die in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have an escape hatch out of there. Exactly. <laughs> no one knows about the escape hatch. That's my escape hatch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that's, I feel that, I think you're right. It comes down to the personality and the lifestyle of the person, whether you're going to be wrapped up having to take the gym break when you get in a new relationship or it's like oh what are we doing on tuesday night oh well i have legs so uh after that you know maybe get a good meal in i don't see what's wrong with that though no i, I think don't there's, i yeah. think there's certain girls who uh the whole uh dad bod thing mm-hmm. and i'm team dad bod all day right because uh, you know i have it so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on my own team the pro i think a lot of girls were supporting the dad bod thing because it wasn't that they like dad bods is that they don't like dealing with the guys that have the schedule of someone who has a six-pack you know they can't eat the fun stuff they uh, they can't go out drinking all the time like they're like no i gotta go hit legs i gotta get a meal in and i've got to mm-hmm. get my eight hours because you know that's gonna screw up tomorrow and i'm gonna right. do a long cardio session and this that and the other i think that's where it kind of becomes a lifestyle thing where it's, right. you know, there's certain bromances that will go on forever because they're both the two kind of guys that for everything except for the sexual aspect, they're a gay couple because they work out together. They, you know, eat their meals together. They're tracking macros together. They might as well be holding hands and go and get married, mm-hmm. but that works for them. And they usually are going to progress together because of that. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that if the partnership, not only in the gym, but, you know, with your significant other doesn't support that, you know, seeing that, that it's a part and part of your life, then it's easily something that would cause resentment or, you know, disconnect. And I think it has nothing to do with the significant other. I think it has to do with the person. Because think about this. It's, you know, when they get a new job and mm-hmm. the schedule kind of screws things up, the worst thing ever was, you know, you graduate from college and you have this whack schedule where you can go work out at weird times and mm-hmm. then suddenly you're working nine to five. Right. Suddenly it becomes much more complicated. And I think that's one of the things that 
you always hear like right person, wrong time in relationships. Mm-hmm. Same thing with partnerships. Oh yeah. Same things with business and with, you know, work, workout things. It's, you know, if you have a kid, if you start a new job, it's like, Hey man, this is actually really awesome. And I was into it, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of happy to break up with you because our, we're just, our schedules aren't in line and my priorities aren't there anymore. That is a big thing. I mean, it's harder to work out with the gym partner than it is by yourself because you have to coordinate for two people's schedule. So it's like, if you're mm-hmm. short on time, you're like, fuck, I only have 45 minutes to get this workout in. You know, is that going to be the most productive? time with your gym partner uh, unless you're like dusty handshaw ready to kill you know where he's so yeah. laser dialed in most people are going to want to bullshit for a little bit or you know yep. like take a little bit more time in between certain things so if you don't have time for that then unfortunately a gym partner might be a luxury yeah it sucks man i mean for me personally the only way i can typically have a gym partner is if it's in the morning and i do not lift well in the morning so right. i just can't do it so there's problems for me where if i want to have a heavy bench day mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to go either find a stranger or I'm just going to have to go a little bit lighter right. because I can't, I, you know, I just don't have that person with me. It is a luxury. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think that another part of like that is you have to decide if a gym partner is best for you at that time. It's like sometimes there's been periods in my life where I, my schedule is just not in a place where a gym partner would ever work. Just like what you're saying, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to learn to be self-reliant on this. But then there's times also, and I feel like it's when I needed them most that I have a good gym partner just to get me through. When there was one set of footprints in the sand, that is (laughs) when I carried you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think what sucks even more is sometimes, so you've got the temperament, you've got the schedule, your lifestyles are in a place, but then you guys are off on your cycles and, you know, for women. Not steroids, guys. We're not talking about that. (laughs) See, I was thinking about periods. You're thinking about steroids. We're all like, what cycle are we on? Yeah. I'm talking about like weight cycles. Like, are you trying? to cut or are you trying right. to bulk because this it nothing sucks more than when you're trying to lift heavy and your partner is a famished corpse who's trying to look shredded oh my god yeah it's like one one guy's trying to just get a good squeeze on you know doing a little bit on the leg press the other person's trying to stack plates mm-hmm. you know that's it's it's almost like you're working out with someone who's out of your league someone's bulking or cutting and i mean that can work sometimes if you're the strong person the other person is the weak person but if you guys are on the same level then that's hard i mean it can completely change methodologies even Mm -hmm. programming i I think when you talk about a program and what you're doing together i mean especially for people who are newer to programming newer to like working out and having a partnership they'll have these situations where okay, cool, we both want to get strong. Let's do this together. Well, one person, what they thought that meant was becoming a fat, strong power lifter. Right. What the other guy thought was we're going to go ahead and get shredded and look like Greek gods. And that can just create this completely mismatched methodology. Don't even get me started about the people who are like, okay, cool, so I want to do a Wendler version of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, actually... You know, I, the Wendler's great, but what I actually wanted to do was kind of like supersets, and basically it's going to be CrossFit. I'm going to take up half the gym, right? And uh, the, 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 this is my way of doing it. And then suddenly it's like, wait, are we even on the same page here? No, that's completely right. I would say the most of the, pretty much every gym partner except for like two that I can think of, and I've had a lot. We've broken up because of uh, difference changes in goals. It's like, you know, we were working out together. Hey, we're just going to, you know, lift weights. We're going to gain some mass, whatever. And then, like, let's talk about one that I had for a pretty much a whole year. Jason Scribner, you know, Sergeant Scribner? Yeah. So, like, we were working out together for, like, over a year. And 
he wanted to go the direction of training and building up for those uh, Spartan races and stuff like that. Boo. I know, right? And it's almost like CrossFit, which, no, he's a badass at that. He does mm-hmm. like the 12 mile ones. And you like, can do both, though. You yeah. Can totally do you both. Can, you it's can. A, it's the run part is the most training essential part, I suppose. The obstacles aren't hard. No, but he's training like powerlifter. He's doing five three one. He's ripping five hundred off the ground, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here trying to get shredded and look like Steve Cook or something mm-hmm. like that. So I'm not lifting five three one on deadlift. I'm fucking doing lighter sets for twelve. So we had a disconnect on that, and eventually, you know, even though we're still good friends, and you know, we will hang out and talk fitness and talk shop. Yeah. Uh, he trains his way. I train my way. You know, that's just how it is now. Wow, that's yeah. kind of sad. We have closure, though. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We have closure. It's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I think that is always going to be the hard part with everything. And, you know, we all, we all grow. Mm-hmm. We all change as people, and we're going to have to decide how we're going to do certain things. And sometimes it's going to be really positive where it's like, okay, cool, we just separated on you know how we identify with how we're going to do this mm-hmm. or sometimes it can be negative where it's just like no you are retarded you are coming up with dumb ideas and i do not like these ideas and suddenly you have a complete disconnect as people right but we you know we try and avoid that and be reasonable in general yeah it doesn't have to come to that just because one dude loves crossfit the other loves bicep curls doesn't mean they have to we can all other. live together we can all <laughs> live on one block and be friends yes no we're going back to street crime warriors come out to play mm-hmm. but you know i guess that kind of you know i think a lot of people they they have they, the reason they have these strong opinions is because like where they started foundationally mm-hmm. like who told them how to work where did they start working oh, out yeah. and i guess that they get to where like who was your professor oh yeah and the term professor is great i love it and it's usually as a as a young lifter someone who woke up one morning and said they want to get strong it's like who was the person who led you to the well of knowledge and this mm-hmm. is what and this is how you're going to do things some professors are better than others oh my god tell me about yours so i'm actually you guys unfortunately aren't gonna be able to see this because uh it's on instagram but i'm gonna pull up what my original professor looked like so um first off let me let me back it up a little bit I, I wasn't always into lifting. I was into cardio and running and all that stuff at first. And I was talking shit about my 300 PT score, you know, and how fast I was. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. And my original professor, he goes up to me and he says, hey, hey guess what, bro? Girls don't care how fast you can run. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's a smart man. And I'm like, like you're completely man. right. You're 100% right. I've never, I've never walked up to a girl and she's like, what's your two mile? Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. wow. Here's my phone number. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but so he hot and bothered. <laughs> he he said that and I was like, "Wow, you're completely right." And it, that next day I was in the gym and I was like, "Okay, teach me. I'm going to work out with you." And this guy is he we were battle buddies, which in, if you guys don't know, in basic training, they pair you up with your bunkmate, right? So it's like our last names were close enough together where we were just right next to each other. And because of that, we I, I was 19 at the time. He was like 36. So he showed he, up late to the game. Yeah, he was like right before the age waiver. You know, oh, wow. he has like two fucking kids in middle school and a wife and stuff <laughs> like that. This is the guy right here. Oh, let's see. So he's like a t- total tank. Oh, my God. He's a big dude. That guy doesn't have a neck. It just connects to his head. Yeah. No, he's like my height, but like two... 15 to 20. It's a broad man. Yeah, it's he's a broad huge. man. He actually had 20 inch arms. Arnold had 22 inch arms, guys. 
This guy big had two. Man. His arms were almost as big as Arnold. That's saying something. And this, and he was like four inches shorter than him. Okay, so how did he work out? What was his What was his methodology? So he was all about West Side, not West Side Barbell. Um, Ronnie Coleman and uh, yeah, nothing but a peanut. Uh, what's that gym called that they trained at? I um, have no idea. I can't remember. Metroflex, Metroflex, oh, yeah. and you know Ronnie Coleman. Yep. Ain't nothing but a peanut. Everyone's heard it. He was obsessed with that. So he was training like those big compound lifts with high volume sets. Just, you know, let's do fucking five, six sets of 10 with 80 pound dumbbells or whatever. So we're, we're hitting old school type sets with dumbbells for volume. And it was just like overload to me, obviously, but he really showed me the ropes and unfortunately put like an unrealistic expectation in my head because he was just so massive that I thought that anyone could get like that. We will have to face that someday. Yeah. It, it was definitely an eye opening experience, like looking five years down the road and uh, it's still a fraction of his progress, you know? That's yeah. so okay. What where's he up to now? Do you still talk to him? No, I mean I still message him on Facebook and stuff like that because um, you know, we went through a lot uh, in the army together, but he's powerlifting at like the age of like mid forties. Hey. Uh, fucking you know, repping four hundred pounds on his squats and deadlifts and stuff like that. And so That's still the dream, it. right? Yeah. So do you think he gave you any prejudices moving forward? Did he, uh, oh, he set you up for failure in any ways? It's funny, though, because, yeah, he was like a hater on, you know, functional fitness, but now he's all about it. Now he's like powerlifting and CrossFit. Because he's old and his <laughs> joints hurt. Yeah, so it was funny that he went from total bro to, you know, the other, the dark side. No, I think that's that's actually, I think yeah. that's kind of the way we all go. Suddenly your joints start to hurt and you start getting a little bit tired. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, my story goes a completely different direction. Yes, tell me. So I didn't really start lifting until I was in college. I was a super overweight, nerdy dude who didn't do anything during high school and stuff. And actually, I didn't start losing weight and stuff until I joined the army. Mm -hmm. um, they had me doing a bunch of cardio, and I was super into like doing like weird CrossFit-y things. It was a lot of like functional fitness. It, it wasn't great, but it got me to lose a bunch of weight. Right. Which I think anybody can appreciate. When I was in college, though, I think I was, uh, it was either my sophomore or junior year. Um, I had, like, a girlfriend. I was living with her. We had, like, the dogs and everything. And we had just an ugly, ugly breakup. Ooh. And I spent, like, approximately 30 days with my head in a corner in the shower listening to sad music <laughs> and just being completely worthless. And uh, it was great for the cut, though, because all I ate was, like, one meal a day because I was sad. So I, yeah. was, I was actually looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, it, it got just kick-started, right? <laughs> but uh, so it was uh, – there was a buddy of mine um, who was in ROTC also, and I just, like, walked up to him one day. And uh, I was like, hey, man, um, you go to the gym a lot, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, uh, yeah, can, can I just come with you? He's like, yeah, sure, man. That's that's sure. Why not? Right. So I started going with him like every single day. Okay. And uh, so what was it, it like, like Monday was chest, Tuesday was back. Well, Wednesday we had was that's, so that's kind of why it's a little bit opposite. So we were like doing, we changed up kind of frequently. Yeah. Um, and this is a this kind of comes through with a story arc. So basically, how my day would go was like I'd wake up at like four or five, go to PT every single day. I'd go back home, take like an hour nap, mm -hmm. go to class go to the gym with, a, with my buddy, go back to class and go to work until like midnight. I was getting like five hours of sleep a night. Jeez. I have no idea how I did that. I couldn't <laughs> do that now. But we were, uh, we started out doing like, uh, it was Wendler really heavy on that. It was all powerlifting. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Masthetics. 
Yeah, I'm familiar with the name, but I don't really know. Yeah, so we got we had a program by them, right? And it was fucking brutal. It was all yeah. like heavy front squats, deadlifts, right. uh, different heights, and it was oh my god, it was rough. Oh, it were, was one of those like bulking plans where it's just compound lift after compound dude, lift. It was like yeah, ten sets of eight for like yeah. front squats. It was uh, you know these huge deficits for deadlift you know I, we got really strong yeah. but they were miserable fucking workouts like you would literally had and the only reason i was i would go is because my buddy he had like a, he if i wasn't going to show up he didn't want me to go with him <laughs> like he was kind of an asshole about it but i needed that yeah and i love that man to death but he uh he, he would basically just we'd go there and he would just be like shut up do it mm-hmm. or like if i was kind of like worried about doing a pr he would literally just tell me like just do it Right. Like, I don't want to discuss your PR. Let's just do it. So I was just hitting numbers and numbers. And of course, you, when you're first working out, your numbers are skyrocketing. Right. Those newbie and, gains. Uh, so good. What was great is that he was super, super competitive. So I'd be catching up to him and he hated that. So that would push him harder. Nice. So he was always stronger by like a decent margin. Like, you know, uh, all of his PRs are always going to be higher than mine. Yeah. But his went up because every single time that he saw me getting closer to his, he's like, oh, hell no, this isn't like, going to happen. <laughs> I'm not this noob. Right. catch up to me and we worked out it together. does work that it does, does man and uh we worked we worked out together for probably he was my professor to mm-hmm. show me the ways of the world for probably a good like three years wow he was like my he was my go-to gym partner that for is cool there were legit. breaks there were breaks just like with the uh, school ending and stuff like that but then we mm-hmm. were roommates for a while and we started doing you know regular like aesthetic lifting and we both said we hated that went back to power lifting and mm-hmm. then uh then we went to do crossfit oh okay. uh, god crossfit sucked and he's an athlete and everyone su- tries he it. exceeds at everything he did great yeah he was killing it i have no flexibility and i was dying out there all my lifts were going <laughs> down so i ended up leaving he ended up going back to powerlifting too i think these days he's um doing crossfit again just because it mm-hmm. works for him to a certain degree but it was it was this awesome arc Right. with him that like i actually didn't leave with any negative prejudice because like we actually kind of developed together right and we were, we tried like everything at least once that's that's legit you guys not only did you you learn from him and like his craft but you learned mm-hmm. a new craft together that's yeah cool. it became a respect yeah. thing very quickly and it yeah. was uh it's the strongest and the fittest i've ever been and i need to get back to that at some point mm-hmm. but it's it's hard to have that sort of time that we had so we could go we'd be at the gym for like two and a half hours and not even consider it and it was just literally our days were school workout during the day crush a bunch of protein go to work and then get drunk as fuck the night that night and it was like simple times oh god i don't know how we did it i don't know how we survived because we were beating ourselves youth because a lot of people talk about yeah i drank so much in college (laughs) i drank so much in college i had a great time partying i never slept like dude we drank we didn't sleep (laughs) and we had like we had two a days i had to because i ran because the pt was actually monday wednesday friday but i ran uh, i started out in remedial pt because i was mm-hmm. fat and then uh, the guy who finished it he left so i took over it essentially me and another person took over it so mm-hmm. we were running remedial pt uh we were working out once a week or, or once a day every week right yeah every day of the week whatever and uh and it was nuts like i i think back to it and i'm like man could i pull that off i don't know Ah, uh, I not at this age, bro. Maybe I maybe. don't think I could. I think you just take time to build up to maybe without the drinking. If yeah, we, the we drinking the, is the hardest part out of you, all you, that you said, I'd say. Man, if you had the <laughs> drinking, I'm like sitting there thinking, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that sounds the worst. <laughs> what I need to do is get back to the two a day, though, and I'm starting to try and do that. Go to my, my cardio, then lift. Well, see, I'd like to do my cardio. Yeah. 
I usually do after these days because mm-hmm. I started, I lift right after work and then I try and run before bed. So right. usually I'll, I'll lift, get home, and then I'll uh, I'll go on a run and then I shower. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I like have my day to myself. Like I can't really have my day to myself until the cardio is done. Right. Like I should do it in the morning, but fuck that. So have you ever uh, professored anyone? Have <sighs> I ever professor? I'm the worst professor of all time. Because I've taken people under my wing, mm-hmm. and I'm like a push out the nest, and if you die, you die. Because <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. I'm the captain now. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's it's one of those things where I've taken people in, and I've said, "Hey, here's what we can do. Meet me at this time." But I'm very, very unforgiving if you don't show up. Right. I do not have time for you, and I don't. I mean, I guess I do. I'm, I'm saying that, and it's, I'm totally. You don't have shit. patience. For I don't it have all the patience time. for yeah. it. If you don't, if you don't have the will yourself, I'm not going to be a good professor. What I am good at, though, yeah, is providing knowledge and like giving context and like macros and stuff like that, and uh, good fitness routines. And I'll tell them what I'm doing, and if they want to talk about it, like what, uh, outside of the gym and stuff, I'm all about that. Right. And I love, and I feel like I'm like have all this love and respect in my heart. And I want them to get better. But the second you're in the pit with me, yeah, it's like it's a completely different game. It's time to turn on the the seriousness. This is do or die. Yeah, because if you don't show up and I expect you to be there, yeah, and like I was expecting a spot or I was expecting a, a certain way this is going to go down, and you're not yeah. there, like you just fucked up my workout, right? And now I've got a problem. I think you're you're a professional professor. I am at I, this point by trade. Yes. By trade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. I mean, I I do this for a living, and I think that I enjoy the uh, the. I like to call it almost mentorship because it's like it's not like you're just teaching them how to lift you're teaching them how to make it a lifestyle you know or if you're a good trainer at least if you're just trying to show them how to like you know engage their triceps then you're not doing the full picture because that's not all it takes to be fit you know you you have to go more into like how do you mentally approach this lifestyle in order to be sustainable yeah that's that's what I think that how I like to use my uh, knowledge and experience with this. Oh, a little off topic, but yeah. what do you think about when people spot you, like gym partners? Dude, okay, like, how so do you like back, to be spotted? Let's go back to my professor, and yeah. he was, when he would fail a rep, yeah. you never saw it coming, because he would be going smooth as as can be, and then suddenly it's just like not there. It just stopped, it just stopped yeah. working out. And yeah. uh, that made me i'm i'm an excellent spotter because of him because like i can really detect when things are going wrong with people yeah but nothing pisses me off more than when you're struggling and just let me fight for it for a little while and if i'm fighting and it's not going up give me like the finger right and then the two fingers yeah and then this is not going up okay like help me out like that time under tension is super meaningful true and a lot of people that you know you're either helping out with or they don't understand your work workout methodology they just rip it right out of your hands oh yeah and i just it like ruins my tempo ruins my mood i just i get pissed so it's it's sort of a different way of i don't know man it's uh it just depends i think it's a communication issue mm-hmm. so i mean i think spotting you is super easy because you can just tell on your face when it's going wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm chilling and all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh. You look like you're about to take a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the muscle fiber type on um, if you're going to, like, kind of burn out over time or just, like, on and off, you know? It's like if you're that explosive, fast twitch type, you're, you're going, you're going all of a sudden, boom, done. Done. Yeah. But I think I agree with what you said, you know, where 
if it's the last set or two and you're being spotted, then the person should be making you work for it because that's the whole point. It's a forced rep. Yeah. Uh, but if you're, say, in this situation, I've had clients that they're like, oh, I can get this for the, on my first set or my second set. This is light. You know, mm-hmm. I'm strong. And then they'll go on the first set and they're already hitting failure. And I'm like, just getting them to the top because I don't want them to burn out every muscle fiber on the first set. Yeah. And at that point, it's just, it was too heavy. You shouldn't be being spotted. I mean, that sometimes was you gotta let them learn, though. User error. <laughs> so you give them the chance, like, all right, you go run free. Yeah. I think uh, one of the, I hate asking for spots from strangers. And it's not because they're bad or good at it, but it because you walk into this issue of unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! Like you'll you have some like, hey man, um, can you spot me on this real quick? I'm doing like an overhead press and I'm trying not to fucking lose my el- my elbow for it. Oh yeah, yeah, gosh, man, you're doing you're doing like, and suddenly you gotten caught into a vortex. Yeah, and they're like. Yeah, so I actually saw you working out earlier, and you know I see that you're doing a rep scheme, this, that, and the other, and, I, and I'm immediately just like, oh my god, will you stop, stop, shut up, shut up, right. shut, shut, shut up. And uh, it's uh, how, how often do you think you get unsolicited advice, especially like as a trainer, that has to be <laughs> a little bit annoying, if not slightly insulting. Well, it's been about a year since I have been unsolicitedly advised, oh. but it was uh, I was at Indy, right, and I was doing deadlifts and. I was doing straight leg deadlifts, right? And this guy like came up to me. He had all the gear on. He had the belt, the the knee wraps, the wrist wraps. And, I feel like I even know who you you're know. talking about. I feel like I know the guy you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> he had all the stuff on. And I mean, could he probably deadlift more than me? Yeah, probably. But I'm pretty sure that's all he does. You know, he's like fucking power lifter bro over there hey man his youtube channel gotta get them clicks yeah oh had the camera stand yeah oh did not some of them do (laughs) some of them do yeah not not today he didn't have gonna shit on your content but (laughs) if i see your camera set up and you're wearing every single piece of gear for your deadlift right i'm judging you a little it's raw bro we're raw we're raw yeah so he was like saying oh you gotta point your toes out more it's gonna engage you know more of this muscle fiber in this one were you doing sumo or no i was doing uh straight leg deadlift oh you're you're like romanian okay yeah what yeah i was like "Mm, uh, you gotta put your toes out for romanian yeah he wanted me to move my toes out and i was like i don't know man i feel like it's hit my hamstrings pretty good so i i stuck with it yeah no thank you yeah so i don't know i think that if you see someone doing a dangerous motion yeah then it's maybe it's time to step in but if actually it's like, perfect example when yeah. i was a wee lad in like yeah. high school working out like at the gym for like randomly like yeah you know you got a membership yeah we're gonna go get shredded and he never did so i was uh we would do shoulder shrugs a lot which like emotionally don't even fucking do anymore and uh we were doing like this weird front to back rolling thing right we we're doing it and this huge guy is just kind of looking at us and like he finally just runs out of energy on it and walks <sighs> up he's like hey guys up down just north south yeah like don't roll it it puts stress on the ends of your muscle fibers and it's just like you're gonna potentially have an issue when you go to a higher weight yeah and we're like this guy's huge yeah and uh, this kind of comes to my point about like unsolicited advice i don't like advice unless uh dominance has been asserted (laughs) yeah you gotta unless i know you're better than me faster than me stronger than me bigger than me like i just don't want to hear it right even if you're correct that's my toxic trait. I don't care how right you are. If I haven't seen or am aware of that you're better than me, I don't want to hear it. No, I feel you on that, man. It's like you, especially coming from where we're in a higher uh, dominance hierarchy, you know, in the military, mm-hmm. and that's how we're brought up. It's like you kind of have to have that respect 
you know, as a warrior, you know, if if they're not someone who is deadly and can also be competent, then why would you listen to their doctrine, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely with you on that. And there I everyone's had that situation. I used to roll my shoulders back and do all that stuff because it, I thought that it was seemed right. Like it, right. It seemed really right when I was someone doing it. I saw someone do it once and I was like, that's the right way to do it. And then eventually someone's like, up and down. You're gonna tear your fucking shoulder yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, it's about learning and it's uh I think it's I see things all the time yeah. that I'm like, man, I should really say something and I don't, but right. that's uh that's just because I'm socially awkward in those situations you know if it's like a group or if someone's like with a girl it's like even if you're right you're not gonna it's not gonna go well yeah it's like even if you go and you're like helping someone not get injured it's like they're not gonna take it well and then you're gonna look like an asshole no matter what right so you know the reason that's an issue is because always they're like their girlfriend yeah and they're trying to stunt on other guys there yeah it's the worst fucking place to do this your girlfriend in you're like you're asking how strong i mean it's always like he's not good like he doesn't know what he's doing and his girlfriend doesn't know what the hell's going on either yeah and uh it's just the worst place to try and show off to your girlfriend especially at our gym it's just not no that's not where you want to do it no it's not the place the uh it's how do you how do you feel about bringing girlfriends to the gym what's your uh (laughs) well actually we'll start actually let me back up a little bit yeah how do you feel about like co-ed gym partners like we're talking like you're as a male having a female gym partner i don't think it's good for every workout i think you know what i think it's great for what cardio oh yeah because they're gonna out cardio running partners i've ever had were females and they would just fucking smoke me because they're usually there were distance runners like you know i can kill it on the sprints or whatever yeah but i'd have these uh you know it was army of course and man they can fucking go they just love it and we don't that's what it is well it's like (laughs) there are guys out there who kill in distance running too but for some reason like distance running with guys is like like a hardcore cardio guy it just fucking sucks because they're kind of maybe they're like us they're kind of assholes about it where i'm like an asshole about when i have a a new guy lifting with me i'm like if you're not fucking committed to this then stay the fuck out of my house yeah that's how the cardio guys are to me and i'm like dude i'm fat like this is hard <laughs> right like, this is misery for me whereas the girls are like much softer touch and they understand like my my issues and like hey no it's good like, yeah it's, but it's like they're like oh it's okay as i just make you look like shit on exactly. this cardio equipment and you're like well now i feel insecure because i'm not as in good a shape oh man i want to do the cardio <laughs> equipment because girls can go on those for fucking days at least right? when you're outside they, they look sad a little bit they're a little slower moving yeah, exactly. Outside, but on that stairmaster, it looks like they're oh, cruising. You throw them on a freaking treadmill or stairmaster. Like they just they don't get tired, right? Ever. It's ridiculous. Because they only do leg workouts too. It's all freaking. It's a lightweight cardio. It's like all they're doing is booty workouts. It's nothing to them. And they can just hit that stair stepper for days. Yeah. Like all so. Day. Okay. I, okay. So now that we've established that w- women, for us at least, they're great at cardio. I'm sure there's like there's uh, there's female power lifters out there. Let me just you know clarify that are way stronger than both of us. Yeah, I've been outlifted before, and uh, they can outlift us. Yep. Typically, you know, I work better with guys on the, on the lifting side, mm-hmm. but I will say right now that every cardio teacher I've had that was good mm-hmm. was always a female. Yeah. For me personally. I feel that. Um, but how, how do you feel about girlfriends in the gym? Wait, let's let's back it up one. Oh, okay. Have you ever, like, had to spot or, like, you know, a girl ask for assistance in the gym? Like, how, um, how have you handled that? Yeah. I mean, a, certain, a few times it's a, like, it's usually like a significant other or something, but I hate yeah. it. I hate doing it. And that's just my, it's my hot take. It's my, yeah. uh, my part of the patriarchy Yeah, where I'm just like, cause I just see trainers sometimes, um, that are just <laughs> not like, to mention any names. Of there's, there's like, <laughs> there's it's just like, like it's, it's nut to butt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this 
is provocative. Yeah. And it gets the and people going. Somewhat inappropriate, and I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because like, I'm trying to spot from like an arm's length away. Because if they're like really sm- a smaller person, yeah. and I can curl what they're squatting, like I'm like, okay, cool, I can stay pretty far away. And like I know yeah. that if you lose, I can just snatch that right off. Right. But if they're like actually like, you know, they're moving like, I don't know, 135. Mm-hmm. That's I can't like really curl that at all. So I need to like actually have some like you know center of mass there if they uh they can't move it right i'm not a great choice like where do you grab if they because i've spotted a couple girls before obviously as a trainer and it's mm-hmm. like you know it's like i go under the armpits you have to go under the armpits i will do exactly what you said where i will just grab the bar because if you most 90 percent of the time it's light enough where you can yeah. do that but you know the rare situation where like a girl's lifting like 135 or more on squats and it's like okay i don't know if i can actually pick this up with I, my shoulders. I say under the armpits yeah you go under the armpits and you gotta like you gotta like fist up yeah because like with a guy like i'll like fucking wrap around and give him a hug and then right. just lift it up with them and but like i'm still i don't know man i feel like i'm a part of the problem i feel like i'm, <laughs> I'm like being a part of the problem and yeah just like, maybe bro maybe I, I we're am, overthinking I guess it i am but like it's just and it doesn't happen to me often anymore because yeah. people don't ask me to spot the gym because like i headphones in look right. angry don't talk to me yeah um but yeah it's uh that happened in in school a lot and i was just like i am just can you please ask somebody else <laughs> yeah it's like i'm waiting for a sexual harassment complaint at this point well, yeah but if it's like my girlfriend or something like I, it's not even like i think about it. it's never been sexual at all when i'm spotting them i just feel like i can actually like have like space like, the space doesn't matter i'm not thinking right. about same thing with guys like some guys like, oh no homo it's like dude i'm gonna be all up in your butt if i'm like right. actually spotting you because typically the way you're doing yeah like you might like slip a disc if you like, right. have a problem like i had i needed a spot the other day when i was trying to hit that pr and i asked uh big jeff at our gym mm-hmm. he's this very big tall black man who's just like stacked and he is a uh, pro bodybuilder so okay. yeah and he he was like literally right like you said behind me total fucking helping me get up on those reps yeah like, boob grab let's go get get my that's chest the, that's up. the best that's way what, to do it it was the best spot i've ever had i'm not gonna lie exactly like, it's like it's, that's the best way to do it but it's like it's so it's intimate it's I, like it's, it it's weirdly intimate when you're doing a good spot yeah and it's like that's what i needed if it wasn't for that if i wouldn't have felt comfortable like pushing mm-hmm. those reps well same know? thing even with spotting like bench like if you're like on the right type of platform and mm-hmm. everything where they have the steps behind the head you'll stand above their head and like they can see if your shorts right like, if you're really spotting them yeah and uh it's and it's like do you need to do that like maybe not but like we're talking about we're talking about serious weight mm-hmm. like they, they're like i don't know if i can do this like you really should be like all the way above it and like you should be like deadlifting it off of them if right. it goes wrong yeah yeah when it's serious like that you got to do it right even though it's awkward <laughs> yeah it's yeah mm-hmm. so okay let's go back then um lifting with your girl your girlfriend so um i i've definitely done this my my girlfriend i mean we will do a leg day i'll say we do one workout a week okay but i don't know if i can tolerate too many more than that not because i don't like her or we don't get along it's just i feel like we're on the different pages as far as intensity is that how That's you feel a good way to put it. <laughs> i think I am just a bad person. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever had a girlfriend ever that we were good together working out mm-hmm. because maybe it's my intensity level or maybe it's just that I'm impatient, but, and maybe it's just like how I'm presenting. Cause even when I'm trying really hard to be the nicest guy I can be, they just get pissed off at me about something. Right. And I think it might be not 
the uh, you know the fact that you're telling him the wrong information it's just maybe coming from you yeah you know? exactly That's not, what not you just like the the boyfriend I think it's a power disbalance I think it, it creates a weird situation where you know they usually you're mansplaining and mansplaining exactly because <laughs> most of the girls they, they work out mm-hmm. and then they get there and I see them doing something and I just disagree with it and I'm like yeah. well maybe you could do this and in my head I'm probably saying it like where it's like very polite and, this, that, and the other. And they're looking at me like I'm an idiot yeah and like Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I know what I'm doing. You know, just go and sit over there. Like, spot me if I need you. Oh, shut, shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is my mistake. It's like, okay. So mm-hmm. I personally, I personally try not to for the for the bulk of the time. Like, we'll go to the gym at the same time, but we I don't share workout plans with girlfriends. Right. And uh, and I'm not the kind of guy who's self-conscious and like, you can't just leave your girl alone at the gym with all those guys. Like, yeah, fuck them. I don't care. Yeah. Like, they're fine. Like, if they if they need something, they'll let me know. And if some mm-hmm. guy's going to hit on them, I know it's not going to pan out the way they want it to. Right. Because hitting on girls at the gym is weird. It's like nine times out of ten, that shit doesn't work. I'm saying 9.5. Yeah. I don't think... Um, even, I've had girls hit on me at the gym and I've been like, mm-mm. <laughs> no not today i'm sister. sorry i'm sorry this is just not the place <laughs> if you want if you if you see me outside of here it's on oh, but man. i this is this is not the this is the dojo yeah this is time for spiritual and mental two games. places i don't uh, if i refuse to pick up girls is uh at the gym and while they're at work they're on the clock yeah. i am not hitting on them why is that i don't know because i think that would suck i think you're trapped at work and you've got oh, this person yeah. trying to hit on you and I'm sure it happens all the time you can't get away think about that you yeah. can't get away you're stuck there and you have to be professional yeah exactly it's like you have to be nice yeah that's it's, a good point it's like I, I, no you're being weird mm-hmm. or maybe you're not I don't know maybe I'm overthinking it so uh, something funny about what you're saying is me being on the training side and I would say like three-fourths of my clients are female by far mm-hmm. because that's just the training environment that we are in today and uh, they all are very you know listen pay attention and listen to do exactly what i say because you're not their boyfriend because i'm not their boyfriend you're not their boyfriend i'm like hey okay when you squat chest up knees wide make sure you're watching your heels right they're like yes absolutely you know that's what we're gonna do i'm like no you're not doing it right keep your heels down they're like oh sorry you know jump on it whereas if you're the boyfriend and you raise your voice like one octave you get a little bit like hey you're you're i'm trying to help you and so you're yelling at me yeah no Maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I am yelling at you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Even I can't even train my own girlfriend like that. I I can kind of throw in a little bit of topics and suggestions here and there. But if she's like heard another trainer ever say something different, I'm wrong. (laughs) Doesn't matter what it was. That is so (laughs) that is so true yeah oh well instagram a year ago this other trainer said that you should curl like this oh god yeah what you know what do what you want (laughs) i don't you're you seem to be doing fine if you if you get injured i'll be on your side and i'll be here for you but if you feel like you're right just be right yeah feels feels good (laughs) It, it definitely happens but you know that's just something that comes to the territory i'm sure that like you know if I'm going shopping with my girlfriend. I drive her nuts. You know, it's like, oh, I, do you want to try anything on? No, <laughs> I don't want to try anything on. Oh, man, I'm trying to try like one thing. I'm yeah. pretty sure I know if it's a new item, I'll try it on. But if I know the size, I'm out of there. Right, exactly. It's just different thoughts. I yeah. don't know. 
I bet I'm sure there's like girls out there who would listen to this and be like, "Well, my boyfriend's a pussy, and I'm I bring him to the gym and I tell him what to do." It's like, hell yeah, hell sister, yeah. kick his ass. <laughs> Shit, I've been out squatted before at the ASU gym. Oh yeah, yeah. This girl, I, I was cutting and I was like struggling to get 225 on my squats for my for reps because I was like so fucking depleted. And this girl comes up and she's like, "Oh, can I work in with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can work in with me, sure." You mean sure, like, whatever. Off or? Yeah, it's like where where do you want to start? She's like, "I'll start at one plate." And I was like, "Okay, okay." Yeah, so like yeah, throw that on there. She gets it for like a good solid set, and I was like, "Wow, okay." And then I do my set. She's like, "Hey, let's throw um, another plate on there." I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) So now you're doing my weight. Um, So she started repping that. And then she kept on making jumps. She went all the way to like uh, 335, 345 and was repping it for like sets of three. And you like at that point you pulled her aside. You're like, you're disrespecting me. No, like once she put (laughs) three plates on there, I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm done squatting. You can have this bench now. I'm going to go. I'm like, I'm, wow. That's a. a Is that an ASU gym? Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I, I respect the shit out of freaking those girls who just move fucking weight. It was like totally unexpected and shocking. And, you know, I was like, I didn't know what to do. Bodies are different, man. Like, it never, I never get down on a girl for me. Like, oh, you can always squat one plate. Like, first of all, you're out here getting it and yeah. usually you look great doing it. But, like, when those girls come out there and they're freaking, they're putting on three plates. It's just like. That was something. There's just dramatic music coming in from the background. Like, the freaking mm-hmm. storm fronts are coming in. I'm just like that's power yeah no it's it's it was very unexpected and i was like humbling it was a humbling experience humbling experience (laughs) and that's when i learned maybe (laughs) men are the problem yeah maybe i'm the problem (laughs) all right man we want to wrap this one up yep um hey that was an excellent podcast we definitely need to talk more on like you know partnership teamwork and stuff like that but uh let let us know if you like this topic that we talked about and uh any suggestions um what do you think dimitri do you have anything going on this week oh man do i have anything going on this week i'm just running more i got yeah. pt tests I'm, I'm getting fat so i'm gonna start bringing cardio back into my life again actually that's probably constructive for me in the long term anyways yeah look forward to that <laughs> all right man you want to put out the uh the yep. contact info absolutely so uh go ahead and look us up on instagram you can find me at w kendall underscore mft also you can find me at wesley kendall on facebook uh put out pictures and content of my work yep what about you uh at army 360 no scope underscore x no um, yeah uh, <laughs> xxx underscore dash yeah y'all can find me at uh <laughs> at dimitri sebastian on instagram that's pretty much the only platform i'm on these days but uh, maybe i'll expand it in the near future if this uh if we start getting the desire for it mm-hmm. all right well thanks for joining us y'all have a good one